Wine lovers do some extremely weird things in pursuit of their liquid passion. They sniff, swirl, and slurp to try to tease out all of the aroma and flavor notes. They spit out expensive wines at fancy tastings and then gulp down cheaper stuff at parties and receptions. They buy cellar-worthy wines in order not to drink them, at least right now. They invest, if that's the right word, in all sorts of wine-related paraphernalia, including specialized refrigerators and climate-controlled cellars, variety-specific crystal glasses, Riedel makes a special one for Pinot Noir from Oregon, high-tech rabbit-eared corkscrews, and mystical double-venturi aerator filter gadgets that make a vaguely obscene sound as the wine that is poured through them is transformed into a softer, more fully developed beverage. The rituals of wine are complicated, esoteric, and for newcomers, quite intimidating. No wonder so many people drink beer instead. One of the most peculiar is the habit wine people have of tilting their glasses at an angle and staring intently at the way the color of the wine changes from the center of the glass to the edge. Here's how it's done. Fill your wine glass about one-third full and tilt it at a forty-five-degree angle over a white surface. Personal confession, I sometimes wear long-sleeved white shirts to tastings so that I can be sure to have a clear background for inspecting the wine. Talk about weird behavior. Look at the color at the center of the bowl and how it changes, if it does, toward the rim. Check the telltale intensity of the wine right at the edge. For red wines especially, the more intense, as opposed to watery, that extreme edge, the better the wine is likely to be, according to one expert. Tilt the glass sideways, that's what they say. It must look like a lot of silly navel-gazing to uninitiated spectators who may wonder why we don't just drink the damn stuff and get it over with. Tilting, swirling, sniffing, even spitting— searching for clues to the endlessly fascinating mystery of wine. I like the idea that you can learn what is happening in the center of your wine glass by studying its extreme edge, and I decided to apply the same technique to the study of wine more generally. Writing for my blog, The Wine Economist, wineeconomist.com, I began to look for extreme wines, or X-wines for short. Figuring that I could learn something about how the world of wine is changing by looking closely at the outer edges, where the process of change will first become visible to the naked eye. X Wine and the X Games A lot of interesting things are revealed when you push something out to the limit. And I'm not just talking about wine. Sometimes you don't know what's really going on until you go to extremes. Take sports, for example and the X Games in particular. For many people, the Olympic Games define the true essence of sport. The X Games, on the other hand, are sort of an extreme version of the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games were first organized in their present form in 1896, and were inspired by a philosophy captured in the Olympic Creed, which tells us that the most important thing is not to win, but to struggle. The Olympic motto, Citius Altius Fortius, faster, higher, stronger, is about striving. It's not win, baby, win.